Welcome to Rock Some fell down, you kept it going. Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, especially the ones doing it on cnjradio.com. More on all those plugs later, but uh, as you could tell from the start of the show here, not a cold open because we open with a song, but non-Joey cold open there. That was, of course, you might think, the iconic song by the Cars. That was actually performed by Weezer. And that version is uh, about eight or nine years old, something like that. It came off the Cars 2 soundtrack, yes, uh, pardon the pun, but it was their pun to give. Uh, But yeah, of course, uh, 
Weezer and the Cars pretty synonymous throughout Weezer's entire career, and of course played that as a tribute to the now late great Rick Ocasek. I am doing a two-part tribute here today to Rick Ocasek, and especially the music of the Cars. Kind of an extended tribute to Ben Orr, but I could definitely do a whole Ben Orr show down the road. Uh, but that all being said, this is going to be a non-traditional type tribute. Not that we do anything massively traditional here on Rock Strikes 10, but with a guy like Rick Ocasek, who was so diversified and massively influential. Uh, this is going to be really like a Rick Ocasek shuffle, in a sense. We're going to play, of course, songs by the Cars. As you could tell by the top of the show, we're going to play cover songs of the Cars. And we're also going to play songs that Rick Ocasek produced. If you didn't know, Rick Ocasek was a super producer in his post-Cars career, especially through the 90s and through the 2000s. And of course, Rick has some solo albums as well. That was the real interesting find over the last few years when I was kind of looking into filling in the gaps, like what I want to get to complete these collections or get close at least. Come to find out that uh, there are just as many Cars albums as Rick Ocasek solo albums. Seven and seven right there. How neat is that? Did not know that a few years ago. So yeah, we're going to feature songs by the Cars, cover songs of the Cars, songs that Rick Ocasek produced, and solo songs by Rick Ocasek. Like I said, a very diversified man, super influential uh, for me, you know, just as a music fan. Uh, I saw a guy on Facebook post this, and it was the most simple yet brilliant thing anybody could say, and something I would love to have etched on my tombstone. I don't know anybody that doesn't like at least one song by this guy. <laughs> That's all you can really ask for in popular culture, I think, and uh, just music in general. Uh, so, Rick Ocasek, a true icon of music. Uh, for me and a ton of other people, and you'll see how far his influence reached here on this show. Uh, but let's get back to the music. Still making it about me a little bit, but, uh, you know, I feel like these shows, everybody's going to be doing a Rick Ocasek show, so I'm going to, you know, try to personalize it a little bit here. Uh, you know, I'm from that generation that recorded songs off the radio onto my cassette. I was doing it as young as three years old, and this was the first car song I can recall ever hearing, and it really responding with me. Just prior to Heartbeat City coming out, this was the single. So I feel like uh, one of the better places to start here, uh, for me personally, is this song, the title track from their fourth studio album. Here's the Cars with Shake It Up.
right, there you go. The first car song I recall as a little one. That was Shake It Up, the title track from their 1981 album, their fourth album. Uh, I think if my memory serves me correct, no wiki in front of me tonight. I think they did four albums in a row in four years, back when we used to do those sort of things. We, the royal we, uh, music, the industry, what have you. But yeah, and that's probably one of the first instances of like irony I guess I heard on the radio, for better or worse. It was that kind of like new wave slash punk approach to talking about partying but it sounds so dry and so like they don't mean it and they're bored by everything and they're just doing this to make money but that being said i still think shake it up works even just on the surface there's my little uh 30 second music theory on uh shake it up right there but you don't need that you just need the songs right okay so moving on here i mentioned and this is this next song is actually from around the same time and I mentioned this prior to Shake It Up. We're going to play some songs that Rico Kasich produced through his life. Shuffled around these two episodes here. This is going to be a very disjointed two-parter. It's literally put on a shuffle. Besides the couple of opening tracks I played here and the, some of the songs we bow out to, it's just pretty much on shuffle. So I think Rick would enjoy it this way. And I try to keep it fresh here on Rock Strikes 10 for those of you who are new to the show. And I rarely don't announce the song in advance uh, on this show. But since we're going to talk about songs that he produced, I think it might come as a surprise that around the same time as Shake It Up and maybe right before Heartbeat City, he produced this 80s gem.
All right, there you go. A true 80s classic right there. Romeo Void and their first real single there, Never Say Never. And really bridging the gap between punk rock and new wave right there. What well, You know, if you're putting labels on things. And that's a perfect song for Rick Ocasek to have produced because I feel like the Cars did the exact same thing. Uh, that's something I failed to mention at the top of the show is that the reason why everybody loves the cars is because they're super all-inclusive and they just hit upon that thing they definitely like dressed quote-unquote new wave and new romantic and uh, even power pop with the skinny ties and stuff like that initially Uh, you know some silver jackets here and there you know they definitely were followers of fashion or maybe even set that tone but they definitely got other fans of other genres you would definitely see metalheads go into car shows punk rockers and things such as the like in addition to your babysitter and the occasional mom and pop like everybody was going to see the cars everybody was listening to them in their car uh maybe that's why the band's name is that way who knows i don't know i never thought about that but that's the true greatness of the cars rick Ocasek, ben or all those guys greg hawks elliot easton i always forget oh god that sucks i'm gonna forget that one guy's name shit all right, I'll get it later. All right. See, no wiki right there. Uh, while I'm looking into that, uh, let's spin this one here. This is a cover song, once again, like we play at the top of the show with Weezer doing You Might Think. Uh, this is another massive, huge, iconic car song. So I definitely need to play the cover here versus the original. And uh, if you didn't notice, every time I play a car song, it's going to be a song that Rick Ocasek was the lead singer on. Uh, of course, nothing against Ben Orr. Huge Ben Orr fan. But since this is the Rick tribute show and we got to cut songs down, this is the easiest, easiest way to cut songs down. So you won't hear certain songs like Drive, you know. That's a big one. So, anyway, so you get the idea. All right, so here's another Cars cover. It was originally sung by Rick. Uh, this one, most of you probably heard if you were buying hard rock and heavy metal albums in the late 90s off of one of the better albums from that era, Power Man 5000's Tonight the Stars Revolt. This is their version of Good Times Roll.
Right, there you go. Power Man 5000's version of Good Times Roll from their second full-length album, Tonight the Stars Revolt, from 1999. I remember getting that as an advanced CD when I was working at CD Warehouse in my rookie year and just being blown away by it. I already was a decent fan of Power Man. I actually liked that first album, Mega Kung Fu Radio, and saw him on OzFest that year, the whole thing. And I thought, well, these guys are different. It's something uh, happening, and I actually enjoy it. And also, being Rob Zombie's brother probably didn't hurt at the time either. Uh, and I thought they definitely stepped up and gave out a better record their second time around, embracing more of the space rock, futuristic kind of thing. So covering a car song really goes well with that approach, I think. So hope you enjoyed that. They also do a cover of Candio on their covers album from a few years ago. So if you're interested in hearing that, go check that out. I went with this one because we just played something off of their covers album for those Stranger Things episodes. So that's how my brain works. And I, I don't have any covers of Candio on here. The Melvins have also covered Candio, but I didn't include it on this one. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just kind of a short song anyway, so... Anyway, a little behind the scenes in my brain here. So let's get back to songs that Rick Ocasek has produced. I know we just went there, but let's go back there again. Got plenty of Rick and Carr songs to play for you as these two-parters go on. But let's, hell, let's just do a double shot here. These are two iconic punk rock bands that Rick Ocasek produced these specific albums for. So I'm going to kind of let them speak for themselves. Let me know if you enjoy them just on the surface here. And uh, I'll be back after this double shot. So crank this one up. There's some amazing bands here. And if you're going to play a little name that band, they're both two-word bands, and they start off with the exact same word. Enjoy.
right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed that. I know I sure did. We started off that double shot of Rico Kasich produced songs with Bad Brains, the song at the movies from the album Rock for Light from 1983, one of the first things that Rick ever produced. And then jumping all the way up to around 1996 or so, something like that, 96, 97, Bad Religion. Them and Us from the Grey Race album. I love the Grey Race album. Uh, didn't even realize that Rick had produced it prior to hearing it at all. So my love for this album was definitely pure upon drop there. But go check out the Grey Race. Uh, some hardcore fans may bag on it like it's too slick or something. But you know what? Bad Religion is more refined than I think they care to admit. Great harmonies, great arrangements, you know, for a punk rock band. And Bad Brains is just absolute controlled chaos. You know, they always have at least metal, punk, reggae, all these different influences in there. But I love that song at the movies and definitely wanted to feature something off of Rock for Light. I thought for the longest time that Rick Ocasek had produced the Eye Against Eye album, but it turns out I was wrong about that. So I'm glad I do at least a little bit of research for these episodes. Because that would have been real bad. That'd almost be like, uh, well, you know, I, I was kind of bagging on some of the bands and singers out there originally. After Rick died, they are all doing drive at their shows. And, you know, that's fine. It's, you know, I'm not going to be like, well, let's see. I'm not going to say I'm not going to be like that because I was like that initially. I was like, that's not even Rick's song. And that's because he didn't sing on it originally uh but he did write it and that's the thing is that rick wrote like 99 percent of all the cars material if not every single song and did have some co-writes here and there with some of the other guys but he pretty much wrote all the songs so drive in essence uh, technically is one of his songs as well but he didn't sing on it okay so if you're going to be nitpicky about it but i feel like maybe some of the people doing that are probably maybe just doing that to get attention little clickbaity not that they're not obviously legit fans of those songs but maybe you could have gone a little bit deeper paying tribute to rick that's all i'm trying to say you know somber ballads yeah of course the way to go is a death funeral march but we're not here to provide death funeral marches here on rock strikes 10 no moments of silence just moments of volume all right getting back to the music here I talked about how Rick had just as many solo albums as he did Cars albums, which still is pretty crazy. And, you know, they weren't like huge commercial successes. Obviously, he was just doing a lot of those to get his rocks off. I don't know, maybe there was some sort of turmoil at the time and he was looking to get out. Uh, it seems like he definitely enjoyed doing these solo albums. They definitely don't sound like mail-in jobs. Uh, and so there was that weird point where they actually seemed like they were breaking up. There was a Cars Greatest Hits album on the market by around 85 or so. And then all of a sudden, Rick and Ben Orr both put out solo albums pretty much around the same time in 1986. So it did seem like maybe the cars really won't be around much longer. And that was kind of right. They did one more album together in 87, Door to Door, and then they called it a day. That was it. Um, you know, I don't know what the... Uh, I'd always heard there was big tension between Rick and Ben after a while. It seems apparent that Rick and Greg Hawks got along really well to the point where he played on most of Rick's solo albums here and there. So, that I mean, that's at least something. And, of course, the Cars got back together, uh, which we'll talk about probably in part two. They got back together uh, in the earlier part of this decade and put out one more album. Uh, but um, let's go all the way back to them both putting out solo albums on the same year, Rick and Ben. And I love Ben's solo album as well. Uh, but, yeah, I really 
responded, like a lot of people, to the big single off of Rick Ocasek's This Side of Paradise album. Uh, there was a really fun little fantasy-based video attached to this, and uh, I think it's one of the more cooler, wistful songs in rock history. So this is as ballady as it gets, especially on Rock Strikes 10 here, but I do love this song, and it, it always does it for me. So here you go. If I had to put one solo song down for Rick, it would definitely be this one from 1986's This Side of Paradise. This is Emotion in Motion.
Alright, there you go. Emotion, Emotion. Huge song there from uh, definitely Rick's biggest solo song. So yes, we did play an obvious song here on Rock Strikes 10, but you, it's not a song you hear every day on the radio either, so I feel like it's okay to play that, plus I'm a fan of the song, and that's really all the reason I need to play it. And uh, full disclosure, I did go on Wiki while that song was playing. The intro there at the keyboard sparked my, oh hey, is that Greg Hawks playing keyboards? guy from the cars and i was right so you know i definitely wikied the this side in paradise album to find out what the personnel was on the album and man he got some ringers in for that one and by the way mail this one back to a few segments ago david robinson was the name of the drummer for the cars that i failed to mention there just fell out of my brain not the admiral from the san antonio spurs uh but the drummer from the cars david robinson I'm assuming there's a significant height difference there. But anyway, uh, so on Rick's This Side of Paradise solo album uh, features Steve Stevens, yeah, from Billy Idol's band, Tom Verlaine from television, uh, all the cars except for David Robinson, including uh, Greg Hawks there on that track, Emotion, Emotion. Uh, also, G.E. Smith from the Saturday Night Live band, yeah, Saturday Night Live's old band leader is on there. Tony Levin, who I know mostly from King Crimson on the stick bass, is his official credit. Yeah, and that's something you have to go look that up and watch him play that. And also, playing guitar on Emotion Emotion right there was Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears. So, man, that guy had his pick of the litter right there. And, uh, yeah, so check out This Side in Paradise. It's a really cool record anyway, and apparently it's just got ringers galore on it. Thankfully, the only ringer you need from a songwriting standpoint is just Rick Ocasek. So at the end of the day, isn't it all about the song? Like what Frank Zappa said, no one gives a fuck if they're good musicians. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into another Cars cover here. Yeah, and man, I fell into a wormhole a little bit during that, and I had to get back on the air, but I was just like, oh, yay, look, the Red Hot Chili Peppers did a live cover of Just What I Needed at their live show. But yeah, Ben Orr sang that too. Anyway. (sighs) All right, so any, any chance I get to back on the Chili Peppers is time well spent for my money. Uh, But here is a good cover. This one I really, really like. It's a great quality cover song, and it's just uh, on the surface neat to hear a female singing this song because it's a song about a girl, and it just works on a different level. It kind of turns into like a blondie ripper to shreds kind of thing, so I really dig that. And a band that's really good at doing covers, I I think I own more of their covers than I do their originals, sorry, but it's true. Uh, So Letters to Cleo doing this song here. This is in my top five car songs of all time, for sure. Uh, So Check it out. Letters to Cleo and their cover of Dangerous Type.
Yeah, and some more full disclosure here. Every time I hear the original version of Dangerous Type, like in the car or whatever, at home on the stereo, I do always sing that yeah, yeah, yeah part that's not in the original that's in this Letters to Cleo version. So, great choice there. That was Letters to Cleo with Dangerous Type, originally the closer from Candio. You can find that version on the soundtrack to the 90s teen witch film The Craft, a movie that I really like a lot. So, yeah, and I think that whole soundtrack is covers. I think it's all 90s bands doing 80s covers. So go check it out if you're a fan of that kind of a thing, and I am. And we're going to close off part one of this Rick Ocasek tribute with one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Cars songs right here, the aforementioned Door to Door album, which isn't as bad as they say it is, or critics. Uh, So I I like it. And, you know, maybe they were done with each other by this point, but I think they put out some good tunes here, and uh, this is a big example of that. Closing off part one of our Rick Ocasek tribute, this is the Cars with Strap Me In.
closing off part one of Rock Strikes 10's tribute to Rick Ocasek, the Rick Ocasek shuffle here. That was the cars from door to door with Strap Me In. I have a really good memory of them performing that on Saturday Night Live, actually, at the aforementioned Saturday Night Live. They put in a bunch of really good appearances on that show. So that's a good YouTube wormhole to get down with, is all of their Saturday Night Live appearances. They just sounded so good live. People always complain that they just stood there on stage, but hey, at least they brought the uh, performance quality there. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that sometimes. Little park and bark, as we like to call it back in the old drumline days. Uh, But yeah, Strap Me In, great song. I hope you enjoyed this part one here. We'll be back tomorrow. If you're listening to this day of, we'll be back tomorrow with part two of the Rick Ocasek tribute and uh, more of the same car songs, Rick songs, cover songs, and Rick Ocasek produced songs. Even more fun show to come. So join us here on cnjradio.com. The absence of no show for like damn near a month uh, was because we were kind of moving stuff over from an old website server. We're on a new website server now. But nothing's changed as far as direction. Still cnjradio.com. And for the under 40 crowd, we are now on Spotify. So in the past, I used to say every episode of Rock Strikes 10 is exclusively on cnjradio.com. But guess what? We got it over there now. So you Spotify friends, we are on there now, as is every podcast on cnjradio.com. You know, of course, uh, it's still on Apple Podcasts and things like that. But cnjradio.com, the hubbub of this show, and also the flagship The Wrestling House Show with myself and Chris, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. Also The Last Theater starring Chris. Big series coming up here, so be following The Last Theater on cnjradio.com. Also, continue to enjoy the Synaptic Empire audio transmissions that Randy Brown puts out randy is a true alternative it's a great show so check out the synaptic empire our rock talk show talking rock with myself and mark striegel the great mark striegel from talking metal where we pick a subject about rock and roll talk about it for about a half hour or so new episodes coming up with that also uh continuing to build with i am vinyl the i am vinyl podcast with myself and especially the great pete larusa pete's really steering the ship on this one uh, i'll be there occasionally to provide some color and content on a few episodes here and there but i am vinyl a great podcast there check it out he just recently dropped uh, an episode celebrating the 28th anniversary of nirvana's Nevermind. so go check that out as well as the great volume one of his KISS Roundtable. So big things doing on cnjradio.com. New server, easier access. Like I said, Apple Podcasts, still a thing. cnjradio.com. We are now on Spotify. Act accordingly. Tell your kids. All right. I I don't talk in front of the kids a lot because, you know, I say a lot of messed up things. Okay. And last but not least, speaking of Pete LaRussa, Extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Space Beard for the awesome outro. We do it on every episode. There were definitely car songs played on KRP. Yeah, I can't imagine that there weren't. Okay, anyway. So go to Facebook.com slash SpaceBeardBand. Purchase their latest effort, Gone, which is amazing. And tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. All right, we'll be back for part two tomorrow. Once again, tomorrow, if you're listening to this day of, with our Rick Ocasek tribute and all the great material. So till then, have fun. Oh god, okay, oh man, literally just had to hit the emergency brake on there right before I ended the show. This is the problem with putting a two-parter together. 
moving songs around and stuff like that. I put nine songs on part one and 11 songs on part two. So before we get to the outro song and the great Pete LaRussa and Spacebeard, we're going to close off with this. The originally intended song to open up part two, we're going to go with a different opener and song that I had planned. This is the best way I can do it without having to re-record the entirety of part two. Laying this in here post so embarrassing but hey man i'm just glad i caught it before i posted it i've only screwed up one time in the history of rock strikes and posted nine songs not going to tell you which one that is you're gonna have to go through the entire history of rock strikes and to figure that out but let's get out of here before we get to the great outro song we're going to close with this one uh apropos that i now have a good memory of it being a great music cue in the private parts movie and uh, as we're doing train wreck radio here it's very apropos we're closing off part one officially closing off part one of our rico kasich tribute shuffle 66 wnbc this is since you're gone for rick Oh 